0: Welcome to the Food is Life podcast with me, Jambo, and... Me, Steph. So, Steph, since we last podcast, what have you been up to?
1: I have temporarily moved back into my parents' house. Ooh, Ooh, gossip, gossip. Yeah, Yeah, so the, the reason actually is my grandparents are moving closer to us. They live currently... Well, they did live two hours away. So they're moving closer to us, but they're homeless for a month. So with all the COVID stuff, they've had their first vaccine, but I was like, come on. I'll move out they can go into my place I'll move back in with my parents yeah
0: so. such a good Samaritan
1: oh, I love it don't I I love
0: it it's such a good egg
1: yeah the thing is like, I get on with my parents really well so I literally just do all my all my work from here and they can you go say, to me in the evenings and do my washing
0: <laughs> that's a month you can um, keep an eye on your mum and dad's food for a month and make sure they stick to their calorie deficits yeah
1: all all those biscuits and those cakes and those sweets they eat and even nut 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 food police is here oh,
0: oh, <laughs> biscuits sweets and cakes okay so this week guys we are talking about activity trackers so we've all got them or most of us have got them now we've got our fitbits we've got our garments we've got our polars they track our calories their, our steps now very passionate one for both of us Steph. I talk to me What's your thoughts on the uh, activity tracker? More importantly, not less of the steps and more of the calories that it shows that we burn.
1: Oh, if I was going to like ease in with steps and just like not be so passionate, but then you mentioned calories and I'm like, oh mm. So I get asked this so many times by, as you say, so many people have fitness watches now, and it's calories, calories, calories. Are the calories a good measurement tool? The answer is no, absolutely not. They always overestimate it, right? And the only way that I can come up with of why, the reason why, is activity watches are going to overestimate the calories that you consume because they want people to keep buying the watches. Therefore, if someone's like, oh, yes, I've burned 5,000 calories today, that's what I can eat. People are like, yes, this watch is so good, I'm going to buy more. Apart from that, what the hell? Like Mm. if you're someone that is sticking to your calorie target by measuring your activity tracker watch and the amount of calories it gives you, you know.
0: You're set up to fail. Yeah, it's definitely uh, something I hear a lot in my boot camps or people do a 45-minute class and they'll be like, oh, my watch says that I've done 700 calories in that 45-minute class. And I'll look at their (sighs) performance and I'll say, no you haven't no you have not and one thing i think the first thing we, we we need to get out in the open is activity trackers pick up your heart rate on um like the light sensors at the back of your watch and the accuracy of them are not great at all so i've got a very high-tech activity watch spent many many hundreds of pounds on it and it's accuracy on my wrist compared to if i wear a heart rate strap Completely different. So, all of a sudden, like um, I was easily hitting my heart rate was up to 190 quite regularly when I had it just on my wrist. And then I had the heart rate strap, and I realized how hard it was for me to get my heart rate up to actually 190. So, that's the first thing I think we just need to get out the way that the, you know, it is taking a measurement off your wrist, which is, you know, why don't they have heart rate straps on your wrist? Why is it always you have heart rate straps yeah. around your heart? Uh,
1: another thing that we should also mention is like someone says they've burnt 700 calories in an hour session. First and foremost, I think you might agree with this, Jambo. You're going to burn what, like two, three, maybe 400 calories, depending on your body weight and what mm-hmm. activity you're doing. But also that fitness watch is measuring your BMR. So how much energy you would have burned in that hour anyway, regardless of exercise. Yeah. So again, it's not I've burnt seven hundred calories, therefore I can eat seven hundred more calories and stay in yeah. maintenance. Oof.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 a frustration and I think I think what a lot of people need to realise is when you go to the gym, especially I see it a lot, people think they're training really hard and performing really hard. And they are for them potentially, but they're still there's they haven't even breached that top twenty percent of really hard working people and it's almost a bit yeah naive to think that you burn in x amount of calories because you're getting a little bit sweaty and we've spoke about this with ross in a podcast before about you know people thinking because they sweat more that all of a sudden they're burning more calories but you know there's people that will come to a class still manage to talk the whole way through it and come out of it and go burnt 700 calories there no you didn't (laughs) if you can talk if you can talk during exercise you know, you're not burning as much calories as you think you are. Hmm. The effort level isn't there. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think calories putting that to bed, the fact that it's just not accurate, it's going to overestimate it. If you're relying on that as your energy output in your calculations, you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: Yeah. 100%. My watch would tell me um, on a day that I exercise and I'm quite active I'll burn 5,000 calories a day and it's not, I'm not, not anywhere near that. I know I'm not. And then like and activity trackers are a fantastic tool to use as a benchmark. So uh, I never really, I just use the numbers as data. So I'll say like I've done 12,000 steps in this day and then, and then another day I've done 8,000 steps. So I've no, I know I've been less active or if the calories one day I've done uh, 5,000 calories a day and then next day I've only done, Uh, 3,000 calories a day is a great tool to use to know how active I've actually been. But to use those numbers as exact science, you need to get away from that because Hmm. the the data that you receive is inflated a lot.
1: I like to say they're accurately inaccurate, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. So like you say, it's all relative to the activity watch or the fitness tracker that you are particularly using. I feel like we are being quite negative about activity trackers of slash <laughs> fitness watches. What are the benefits, Jambo? Do we like the steps? Do we like the sleep? What else have we got? Yeah, no,
0: at? I think I think they're great tools and I think if I thought they weren't a great tool, I wouldn't have spent five hundred pounds on one because they are a great measure to to use in your everyday life. How much sleep you're getting consistently, how much sleep are you getting? Now I've actually got a really fancy watch that tells me the quality of sleep that I'm getting down to recovery, to um, sleep charge, to my ability to train again. So they are great tools to use as a consistency measure. You know, am I getting only eight thousand steps in a day, or am I pushing myself and looking at that and going, "Oh, this today I'm going to get twelve thousand or fourteen thousand. But do do I then use that and go, "Oh, because I've done fourteen thousand, it means that I've burnt X amount of calories, which means I can eat X amount of food." No.
1: Yeah, I think what you're suggesting is it's a good accountability tool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So having being having an awareness of the numbers and then acting on that accordingly and changing your behaviours and habits, brilliant. Absolutely love them for that. Another thing that pops up—it doesn't actually pop up on my activity watch, but on some of them it says you should take a rest day today, or you're good to exercise yep. more today. What's your thoughts on those?
0: So that's so mine actually does that. So mine will tell me if I've been overtraining, if. If I haven't had a good enough sleep, my ANS charge isn't good enough that I should, you know, hold back my training. Is there some science behind it? Yes, it's very loose science. Should you just listen to your body? Absolutely. There are some days where I'll wake up and I feel completely refreshed and I feel like literally like I'm walking on air and I look at my watch and it would say that I've had terrible sleep. My sleep's been compromised. I shouldn't train. Am I going to sit there and go, like no, my watch is, it knows what it's on about. Absolutely not. But there'll be days where my watch will say, you feel amazing, like you had a great recovery sleep and you're amazing and blah, 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 go train and my body will feel terrible. So you have to just listen to your, again, it's a good tool to use as a consistency basis. If you're consistently, your watch is telling you not to train and maybe you are overreaching and it's a good way to go, well, actually, maybe I am. But just yeah, listen to the body.
1: It's um interesting because there's people that are oh fitness, health and fitness is gonna be taken over by robots and by computers and apps. When I fundamentally disagree with that because as much as like let's say for example, there's um I don't know if the app's out yet, but there's talk about an app that you literally take a picture on your phone of your meal and it will tell you exactly the calories, the protein, the carbs. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like do not get me wrong, but not having a human side, human aspect of this coaching scenario is never going to work because we as humans, we feel we have emotions. Like, like you're saying, like, your watch might be saying, nah, you need a rest day today, when in actual fact, you feel absolutely fantastic. So you're going to train on those days. So being a human and understanding your thoughts, feelings, etc., you're never going to swap that one, for a robot.
0: One thing I'll say that AI can never understand is motivation and goals and driving factors. They can't, like the watches can do, is... They can say, oh, potentially your heart rate didn't drop enough during sleep um, so that you're less recovered today. But, you know, you could wake up and feel like a weight off your shoulders. or some problem that you're worrying about before you might not be worrying about, or you might have woken up with more motivation than you have any other day. And how can a watch really, truly measure that?
1: Yeah, I don't deny that obviously the technology is going to get better. It's going to get more accurate over the next 50 years. But are we ever going to be able to not need the human side of no no
0: i think lockdown's proved it in the fact that during lockdown a lot of people have had more time more times of work on home workouts and nutrition and everything else but a lot of people lacked so much motivation but why Why, when we've got more time and more time to put our effort into it, that all of a sudden we lack more motivation? You know, you sometimes need that person at the gym or you know the Steph at Lean Bean to say, "How are you doing today? You know, how are your goals going?" And it's something that no activity tracker, no, no, My Fitness Pal can really replicate that.
1: Yeah, I think we're going off on a little tangent here now, but. They account, like so many people say to me, I know what I need to be doing. I'm just not doing it. It's the accountability mm-hmm. to another human, like the accountability to an app like my fitness pal is not enough. No. In most cases, it's not enough. So having a human saying what you're up to today, what you're eating, what's your exercise plans is such a different form of accountability that, like we're saying, is not ever going to be not needed. No.
0: And I think that's what activity watches are great for is, you know, when you're having those moments where you might be feeling a little bit low to check and say, am I doing those things right? Am I looking after the things that I can look after to say that they, they've, you've burnt 600 calories, 700 calories in a workout, or in a day you've burnt 3,500 calories. You've got to just take that with a pinch of salt. You know, great for yeah. accountability, terrible at giving you data, but they give you you know, consistent, inconsistent data.
1: Yeah. And don't get us wrong. Like there's variables that are going to mean you burn more calories in some sessions than others. And like I touched on just earlier is the higher your body weight, for example, the more calories you're going to burn at Mm -hmm. rest. So you start to exercise, you're going to burn more calories because you have more mass to move. Um, But then it also comes down to the intensity of the activity that you're doing if you've gone out for like a two-hour walk, some people will get, oh, I've burnt 1,700 calories. I'm like, really? You actually think that's that's the thing? Like, come on, common sense, common sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to move away from looking at the calories and just looking at activities. Like, you know, am I doing more activity than I did before? Because some days I think, You'll find it like at the end of the day when you're really, really tired and your, your legs are tired and you just you want to go to bed. If you ever look at your activity tracker, it's when you've done 20,000, 25,000, any extended amount from your usual activity. That's when it's, it's a great tool because you realize, actually, I'm probably burning a bit more calories. I am doing a little bit more. And there'll be days where you get to bed and you feel like you haven't really done much. You look at your watch, and you've done 8,000 steps. So in those regards, great tools.
1: Do you think there are any particular fitness watches that are better than others or where do you sit on that? Like would, I, would a listener be okay buying a £50 watch compared to a £500 watch as well?
0: I think um, in regards to steps and stuff like monitoring your sleep patterns, I think they're all very similar now. I've had a couple of different watches and the difference between them hasn't been that different. Uh, in regards to things like training and recovery, there are a few things that are what the data they're reading is a bit more detailed. Um, does anyone really actually need it? No. Like (laughs) as much as I love looking at my data and going, Oh wow, like I've done X, Y, and Z and looking on the graph and my training and all this, that and the other, does it affect my performance, my outlook or anything like that? No, because I think you just end up listening to your body. So getting yourself a nice fitness tracker to show you how well you slept and your steps and what you've, you know, calories you've burned. And I put that in air quotations for people who can't see. No, I I, I don't think you need, I don't don't think you need to, um, you don't need to spend a fortune. No. Mm.
1: And while she were saying that that made me think about the accurately inaccurate data that we're talking about you know when people screenshot their run so you get some watches that give you a gps signal let's say they've run around london you'll see like they've run through the river thames they've run yeah. through like this bit of water through this building so that just is actually a good example
0: yeah and and this is like for like if you're a runner um i so i was so desperate to get a really good activity tracker or a fitness watch that I looked at all the different data and there was like they compared loads of watches and a guy would wear like a Garmin and a Polar going out at the same time and there's still inconsistencies because the technology isn't perfect so like he'd go out for a run and he'd do don't know 0.15 kilometers less in one watch than the other doing exactly the same uh, run so yeah it's as long as you've got one and you listen to your own data and don't look at other people's data and they might hmm. post up a, a walk where they've done 1700 calorie walk <laughs> and you look at yours and you've done a 900 calorie walk. I mean, it's all nonsense. Just focus on what you can control steps and activity.
1: Yeah. My advice is just go for a pretty watch that's all that really matters isn't it that's that's how I that's how I buy my tennis (laughs) rackets I go for the pretty ones not how good I play with them (laughs) yeah
0: exactly when you're as good as you Steph you don't need a good racket (laughs) 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 um so Steph uh what would you say to um people that measure um with the calories on a activity tracker and I guess what what have you counted with your lean beans as well and and just general uh weight loss
1: so definitely with the lean beans we don't look at the calories. When we are tracking, we take the exercise calories also off of my MyFitnessPal or the app that they're using to track their calories, simply yep. because you, let's say Debbie does a workout, she burns 300 calories according to her watch. That then adds or sinks back to the app and then gives you extra calories to eat. Whereas we've already accounted for the exercise calories that you're doing in our initial calculations when they join the lean bean course so those extra calories are actually irrelevant therefore unsyncing your watch from exercise if you're looking to lose weight and you're tracking calories etc is my personal opinion you don't obviously have to but it then just helps you to see the numbers and have a better awareness of the numbers so yeah we don't use the calories as a measurement tool with fitness trackers but we definitely have a look at steps and it's something we talk about neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So making sure that you're generally being active, like it's granted it's involuntary action. It's just things that you do, but making sure that you're generally moving to keep your calorie expenditure higher more so in the lean bean grad group. So once we've, once you've been through the lean bean course and you're more set with all your calories, you understand, and are confident with all the numbers, et cetera. Then we look at, in the LeanBean grad group, more sleep stuff, more step stuff, and being accountable, like we're saying, your own activity tracker, making sure that, let's say, Debbie's usually gets 6,000 steps in a day. We then challenge her to go for a higher amount of steps over the month, Um, So we use the fitness trackers as a measurement tool to just keep people accountable and keep them thinking about the numbers and being aware of what they're doing on a daily basis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that um, I always sort of, I I want to say to people, but I don't is uh, a lot of people come to the gym and they'll do uh, a class on they'll um, probably say on a good day, 300 calories in a class. But then, for the rest of the day, they they might actually only do, uh, five thousand steps when they usually do twelve thousand steps, and it kind of like, it's a good tool for to use to see your consistency. You know, just because you've done an exercise class, all of a sudden are you being a bit more lazy? You know, unless you really enjoy the exercise class. If you're going to the exercise class to burn a few extra calories, could you put your investment time elsewhere?
1: Oh, I love this one so much, and this is what I talk. What I meant when I said about my lean beans looking at neat and things, is just like you've got to think your body will always want to stay at energy balance. So if you, like you say, Jambo, your client comes to the gym, does an exercise session, doesn't move as much, you're then actually just canceling out the moving that you generally do in a day, and then you're still at the energy balance. So you're you're going for the exercise session, for example, if you're looking to burn more calories and lose a little bit of weight go into the exercise session so that you burn more calories and you're helping with your calorie deficit. Yeah. Whereas if you're then not doing the movement outside of the session, like you're saying, Oh, so common. So, so, so common.
0: I have a couple of times where people will be at home all day, won't really do much. And then um, they will come to a class and Chrissy activity tracker, told them they've burned 700 calories. will go home and have a bottle of wine. And actually, you know, they've done nothing all day. They've probably done 3,000 steps, which most of them were in the class anyway. Uh, and then they've gone home and because they've rewarded themselves, they've, you know, it's almost a negative progress.
1: Yeah. Unless you actually consciously think about that, then you, you'll just naturally do that. Because again, yeah. your body's going to always... Gravitate towards balance and being balanced, so <laughs> doing the exercise session and then eating back those calories. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. One,
0: yeah, I've actually used my activity tracker quite a lot. Um, in this calorie deficit, I'm in uh, just by trying to get my steps up to a certain amount. Before we we're in lockdown and it's been dark and cold, and my activity has been down, and I've been doing you know, 8,000 steps a day which for me is really, really low. So I've just used it as a tool to try and be a bit more active. And even if there's days where I'm not going out and walking because it's wet and cold, just be more active around the house and trying to, you know, I don't know, tidy up or do this or do that. So yeah, great tool for just keeping you accountable.
1: Yeah, speaking of steps, I've got a question. We hear 10,000 steps a day is what we should be working towards. What's your views on that? Is this good, bad...
0: I think it should be. See, each person is very different because I know Steph. You post it quite a lot, where you'll do twenty-eight, thirty-five, thirty-two thousand steps in a day, especially over the summer if you're coaching a lot. Some people doing eight thousand steps a day is an improvement on doing two thousand steps a day. So, if I was going to say to somebody who was looking to be more active and getting their steps in, I would say look at how many steps you're doing a day and then just try and increase it rather than aiming for a magic number because if I did fifteen thousand steps a day and they said I'll oh, aim for ten thousand steps a day then I'm kind of doing myself a disservice and then if I I might even slack off a little bit. So it's just about trying to push yourself that lecture because what where's this number come from ten thousand steps a day?
1: Well exactly right and it's for some people that is a challenge that they will gladly accept for other people that's such a big mountain to climb. You're going to think, actually, no, I'm not going to do this, therefore, I'm not going to even worry yeah. about my steps at all.
0: 100%. I know a nurse or a couple of nurses that would do 20,000 steps on a 12 hour shift, and then I know somebody who's an office worker and will do 4,000 steps a day. So, for them to, you know, the comparison there uh, is the office worker re- realistically going to be able to get an extra. Six thousand steps in a day, you know, possible. It's not, it's not unachievable. But you know, if they were just increasing their steps by an extra three thousand steps a day, almost double in their step count. So Steph, let's have a good old roundup on um, activity trackers. What's the takeaway?
1: So we've got three main things that we've discussed today from the activity watch. You've got calories, you've got steps, and you've got sleep. So I think we've put the calorie thing to bed. Do not focus on the number of calories that your activity watch is giving you. In terms of steps and sleep, accurately and accurate in terms of use that as good momentum to measure what you're doing and then act accordingly from that. So there's lots of benefits to the watches. As you said, no one would have a watch if they were terrible and didn't do anything. So definitely worth an investment because I think they're a great accountability tool, great to... Get you go in get you thinking about the numbers because at the end of the day all this health fitness weight loss stuff is a numbers game so having the more data you can have the better um in my opinion but just be wary at the same time would you reckon jambo
0: yeah i think you sort of covered it there use it as a, a marker as a consistency marker but don't ever use it as you know as a science you know this is very very new technology Use it as a because they are consistent, just use it as a marker for consistency, so if you're burning five thousand calories a day, your watch claims, then try and go for five thousand three hundred a day. If your watch is telling you you've done twelve thousand steps a day, aim for fourteen thousand if it's told you you've you done five thousand, aim for seven thousand so great for that um yeah sleep marker as well, I think that's very good it's always just good to get an idea of your sleep cycle as well you know i is your You know, bedtime the same, are you waking up the same times? Great for consistency, terrible for true data. Love it. Good. Right. Steph, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on social media Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. My website is foodislife.nutrition.com where you can sign up to the daily emails. You can check out the lean bean course. You can check out testimonials. Anything you basically want to know about me, you'll be able to find on my website.
0: Before we go on to anything further, I've heard a lot about the lean beans. How would I um, sign myself up to be a lean bean?
1: So first of all, well, you can sign up directly through the website if you know you're ready, raring to go. If you want a little bit more detail and you want to discuss it with me first, What I will do in the show notes is leave my email address so that you can either email me and we can book in a phone call where we can chat about it. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram and we can talk about it there. So if you're kind of on the fence being like, oh, I know I need it, but, 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 then we will iron out all those buts for you. We'll make sure it's right for you before you get going. So there are your options. I'm always available, always ready, happy to talk to you about it. Um, because as you might have realized by now this is my life's passion and my life's calling so definitely if you are considering it but you're not 100% sure yet reach out to me I'm not just going to say yeah get on this course I want your money that's not what it's about for me if it's not right for you I will tell you
0: those dms are always open aren't they Steph
1: they are. Where are your DMs, Jambo? Where can we find you?
0: Strictly on Instagram. It's at jambo.the.great. And alternatively, if you want to follow my recipes, it's at jambo.the.recipes.
1: Jambo, what is, before you go, your favourite recipe so far on your Instagram account?
0: It's a very good question. Buffalo chickens uh, is <sighs> a, cl- a classic. I do, I'm a fiend for spicy food. But also there's some really simple stuff on there. I made um, healthy tuna bagels, so spicy tuna bagels, (sighs) uh, which obviously goes well with, um, if you're in a calorie deficit, take the mayonnaise away, still full of flavour. Oosh.
1: Love it, love it. So much variety and flavour.
0: A flavour. Okay, guys, well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye-bye.